Welcome back. I'm Carolyn Stain, and you're listening to Classic Lunch, proudly brought to you by First for Women Insurance. Now, of course, August is Women's Month here in South Africa, and every day on the show, I've been chatting to some truly phenomenal women. And today's guest is someone who is exactly that. She has over 25 years of international experience working in capital markets, consulting, and in both retail and investment banking. She has a PhD in economic and financial services. And last year, she was appointed as the new group CEO of the Johannesburg Stock Exchange. I'm talking about Dr. Leila Faree, and she's on the line right now. Hello, Leila. Thanks so much for joining me here on Classic Lunch this afternoon. Hi, Carolyn. It's lovely to chat to you and to the listeners. And really, it's such an honor to have you on the show. We know you're very, very busy, but I want to find out a little bit about your life and dreams as a little girl. When did you first decide on the career path that you've chosen to follow in the financial sector? Carolyn, when I was a girl... A young girl, I was very active and hadn't really set my mind on what career path I wanted to, to take. It, it, in fact, took me um, a, a good a sort of five to ten years to finally get to the position of, of being in financial services. And I was very grateful. I, I had my kids quite young and I um, opted to stay at home with them for five years as as they were um, in the early years of their life. And um, when I got here, I, I thought that the world had left me behind and I had these two lovely kids and hadn't achieved much in my life. And it was only at that point that I got into financial services. And I've had many opportunities along the way to grow and develop. And most of those opportunities have been door openers by sponsors and by people that I admire and people who are are very inspiring leaders. Well, you've really risen to the top of your game in your field. It must be a very male-dominated industry. What did you find was the biggest stumbling block in getting to where you wanted to go as a woman? Um, The first was that most of the leaders in the financial services industry in which I worked were male and there is an unconscious bias that tends to affect all leaders judgment and people tend to hire in their likeness they tend to trust the familiar and people that look dress and speak the same as them um, tend to accord in their eyes and so i think that was a very difficult bias because it was unconscious and not intentional to to break through and as a result many females who were legitimately very capable struggled to reach the top and reach their potential at the same time i think that there is a lack of confidence and almost an imposter syndrome that women have when they get into a position of leadership uh, feeling that they don't deserve it and they shouldn't and they should be stepping aside for someone more worthy. And so many women hold back and don't and research in fact shows that men are three times more likely to put themselves forward for a job for which they are underqualified than than women. And so hmm. we don't take chances and we don't back ourselves. And I think those two combinations translate into very few women reaching the top. 
Leila, I know you're a very, very busy person, but it's not all just work, 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 because you've got another very interesting passion that I see, rock climbing and mountaineering, which I find <laughs> absolutely fascinating. Tell us a bit more about that. I, I spend a, a lot of my time in nature and rock climbing and in the mountains, and um, that's really my source of abandon and my source of escape, and, and that's where I refuel. When my kids became teenagers, and many of the listeners who have teenage children might resonate uh, with this, that um, I, was, I was much less needed than I was when they were younger. And so I found myself with a lot more time on my hands, and I began exploring high-altitude mountains, and I summited various mountains in Alcestia, um, and I spent time in Antarctica and the Himalayas, and found that um, I truly enjoyed being in nature. And when I moved to Australia three and a half years ago, um, I met up with a group of women who were uh, climbers, rock climbers, and I switched from high-altitude trekking up mountains to climbing the face of the rock. And um, I have tremendously special memories of um, enjoying nature with these people. They've actually come out to visit me since I've come back from Australia to South Africa. And um, I've learned many lessons from being on the rock. Like to trust. Um, when you're on the rock, you're basically dependent on your equipment, the rope, and the person who is controlling the rope beneath you called the belayer. And, and so you very rapidly learn the importance and value of trust. I've also learned endurance and mental fortitude. And those characteristics, trust, mental fortitude, and endurance, have seen me through the leadership role that I've had to play through the crisis. So I take repackaged knowledge from the mountains and from the rock face and, and apply it in, in my real-life situations. And you inspire many women, particularly in business. But I want to know, who is the fearless woman that inspires Leila Faree? I have, I have, it's a difficult question because I have so many women that inspire me. People like Custom Semenya, who is, 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 represents determination, dignity in the face of hardship. And she did what she did in, in achieving such, such heights. Um, on the racetrack with the eyes of the world looking at her to decide whether she was allowed to be a woman or not. Um, people like Tilly Madoncella, who, whom I know has been on the show, um, is, is a tremendous source of inspiration because of her courageous stand that she took um, during the Zuma years. But possibly the person who, who had a very profound impact, particularly imprinting on me when I was young, um, was Marie Curie. Um, my mom gave me a book. Um, I still have the book. It's cover and special to me. And it was the story of her life. And I learned lessons about mutual support and generosity around hard work and around a growth mindset. And um, Marie Curie um, was really um, relentless in her resolve to continue her pursuits and dedicate herself to sharing of knowledge. And she opened the way for women in her field. Um, she won two Nobel Prizes, and she discovered radium and beyond. And that fundamentally changed our understanding of radioactivity. 
So during World War One, she helped equip ambulances with X-ray machines, and um, she personally drove um, some some of these people to the front lines. And sometimes with her daughter Irene, and that was really to save the lives of soldiers. Um, what touched me particularly is the mutual support and generosity when she was a teenager. Madame Turi made a pact with her sister that she would support her sister while she was her sister was in medical school in Paris, and in turn, her sister then paved the way for Marie Curie to study. Um, after she had spent six years working as a governess to support her sister, um, and one of the things that struck me when reading the book was how hard how hardworking she was and diligent she was. And the fact that she discovered radium and polonium but because of the fact that she had to go into her um, very humble uh, laboratory um, in a farm in, in the outskirts of, of France to um, to her research because she was with her children during the day. And it was going into that laboratory at night which caught, which caused her to realize that um, polonium, polonium and radium are um, uh, fluorescent at night. And that unlocked some of her understanding of how they function, which gave rise to x-rays. So I think the other point that I, I really learned from her was her growth mindset. Um, when her daughter was a child, she noticed that her daughter was gifted in maths, and she formed this cooperative, which was a kind of homeschooling group, and she included a number of distinguished academics in France which, who were friends, and they would gather to teach their children in various specialized academic fields. And Irene, her daughter, eventually went on to win a Nobel Prize in chemistry. And I think that's a, a wonderful lesson for us to constantly be aware of the women around us and to try and help those to achieve. Um, she was so giving in her general approach that she never patented any of her work and she did everything she knew. And that's the imperative mm. for us women in society. You know, I could talk to you for hours, Leila, but we are a music station, so I think it's time to play something. And you suggested a real South African classic. It's African Dream for us to listen to this afternoon, which I say must say I absolutely love. Why did you choose this particular song? Carolyn, um, aside from the fact that it's uh, the words are very inspirational and the tune and melody is very emotive, it kind of represented a very personal point for me uh, of inflection in my career. I had been approached after I moved to Australia to uh, move back to South Africa to take up the role of CEO of the exchange. And um, I was going through a, a tremendous dilemma, um, swinging from self-confidence to self-doubt about what the right thing to do was. And uh, Spotify selected on its own accord play me that song one evening um, as I was uh, driving over a rise, um, coming home one night and contemplating um, what to do. And, and that confirmed to me that um, perhaps choosing to give back to the country of my birth and, and coming back to make a contribution that could be bigger than myself um, was the right thing to do. So it was an important milestone and, and point of inflection for me. Uh, so this is African Dream and it's sung by Vicky Sampson. 
I just love that song. Vicky Sampson with African Dream. And that was the choice of my very special guest today, Dr. Leila Faree, the group CEO of the Johannesburg Stock Exchange. And I must tell you, Leila, you are the second guest of mine this month to choose that song. Professor Tuli Madonsela also selected it, so you are in very good company. It just shows how much the song still resonates with us all. I want to know, Leila, if you had the opportunity with the benefit of hindsight, what would you tell your younger self now? Carol and I, I actually took a, uh, had, had a colleague of mine take a photograph of me in New York emulating and standing next to the a bronze, two-foot bronze statue of the fearless girl looking up defiantly at the icon of capitalism, which is the New York Stock Exchange. And I've used that picture in presentations to say, what would I tell my former self? And I think it, it's a very simple message, really, and that is to believe in yourself, back yourself, and to trust your instincts and know that you are worthy and you are capable of making a contribution in line with your male counterparts. We tend to doubt ourselves and uh, as a result, we tend to give up and not embrace opportunities that come our way as, as women in, in the working world. There's a question I like to end each of these conversations with and I'm very interested to hear your answer. If you had just one piece of advice for the women of South Africa, what would that be? That piece of advice would be very much aligned to what I've just said, which is don't, don't underestimate your ability, don't underestimate the contribution that you can make, and don't ignore your feminine traits. Embrace them, back yourself, be confident in everything you do, and know that you are worthy and you have a contribution to make. I love that. Thanks so much for joining me today, Leila. It's been so interesting chatting to you and I wish you every success in your new position at the JSE. Thank you, Carolyn. It's absolutely lovely chatting to you and the listeners. That was the group CEO of the Johannesburg Stock Exchange, the incredibly dynamic Dr. Leila Faree. And isn't she just amazing?